All right, what's up, everybody? Welcome back to Buddy Walk with Jesus. As always, as we get started, we want you guys to know two very important things that you are prayed for and that you are loved deeply to keep up to date with everything going on over on Facebook and all the latest over at Patreon. Check out the links down in the episode description. And last but certainly not least, do not hesitate to reach out. Prayer at BuddyWalkWithJesus.com So pretty immediately after last week's episode went out, I had some questions from you guys. Some points that weren't necessarily clear. So I want to go ahead and clear up some of what we talked about last week. For those of you that missed last week, we talked about stances. Why... It is dangerous ground to have a stand that stands against something and the importance on loving the individual. And I kind of jumped between a couple of different topics. And one of them that was a huge source of questions for you guys was this whole idea of the principalities of darkness and how that influences the individual. Generally, it seemed like the biggest pushback that I got against that was this whole idea of how that works with free will. So, uh, for for purposes of this illustration, I turn back to the wonderful world of Star Wars. At the end of episode six um return of the jedi they are in the emperor's throne room and it's darth vader versus luke and luke has out his lightsaber and he's fighting against darth vader and the whole time the emperor is sitting there off on the side encouraging all of this encouraging luke to give in to all of that anger, to give in to all of that hatred and trying to convince him that giving into that and giving into his own desires in that moment, that is what will bring him ultimate power. And you can see moments where Luke is, is struggling like, okay, there is this ultimate evil. This is how I do it. If I can... If I can kill these two, right, if I can take out Vader and if I can take out Palpatine and uh, then then the world will be free from their tyrannical rule. And the reality is that's kind of a, a choice that we are presented with in a lot of regards now mind you we're not you know on board of a spaceship and all of the sci-fi bells and whistles and all of those things but when we come up against something that we disagree with when we come up against something that we have a stand against and all of those kinds of things we have this choice to in all of our righteous indignation in all of our um, morality to step forward and say, okay, I'm going to take this thing out and the world will be a better place for it. And the whole while you can kind of see, do I, do I do what's ultimately best based off of this, this code that I have, or do I give in and take vengeance into my own hands and take this whole situation into my own hands. Now, mind you, this isn't a one-for-one analogy per se, but this is a picture into what it looks like when you have that kind of duality. And this whole time, like I said, the emperor's off on the side, needling him, saying, do it, strike him down. Go ahead and, and and be everything that you can be, and this is how you do it. And that is exactly the posture 
that I believe the principalities to take. I've said this before and I'll say it again. I think sometimes we give the, the, we give the enemy too much credit. We give the powers and principalities too much credit. Too much, too much credit for the power that they hold. I really think more of it looks like those little subtle suggestions along the way, right? That needling that keeps us confused and disoriented and off from, from center from the idea of the person sitting across from me is also an image bearer. That, 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 that whole idea of the Imago Dei extends to to them as well even if you disagree with them even if they have a different stance than you and if we are too busy with our stance then we can't see that quality in other people we can't see the Jesus of it all, right? And that's exactly the breeding ground for all of the conjecture to start, for all of the nonsense to start, for all of the back and forth and backbiting to start. Now, let me take a step back. This this does not mean stance equals sin or stance equals bad that's not what i'm saying in any of this that wasn't what i was saying last week that's not what i'm saying this week and but when we look at the totality of all of this if we leave that piece on the table and do not consider that the evils of this world want us to be exactly there then we are going into a firefight with both hands tied behind our back regardless we have free will that's what makes free will as beautiful as it is because with free will comes the choice of relationship and love and all of those things but with free will we also have the choice to go our own way to to give into the selfish to give into the self and unfortunately that has been taught in a lot of contexts to say that that God doesn't want you to have a choice or if you cho- choose this, God's waiting for you to make the wrong choice. But putting that into context, we need to understand where everything sets in all of this, right? So moment of honesty, guys. Um, I, I used to be into some weird stuff before being a Christian, before becoming a Christian. Um, I, I, I got saved and, um, it, it, it changed a lot of things, but it also made a lot of things make sense. You know, I, I was exposed to Christianity at a young age and I was exposed to the man-made version. I was exposed to, if you go out of a stereotypical playbook, that was really what it looked like beat for beat for beat. And I realized you can have all of it. You can have the words, you can have the songs, you can have the social media posts, you can have the grandstanding, you can have the, po- the political opinions. You can literally have every single bit of it. You can wrap it up in a Jesus suit, but you don't actually need God for any of it. That relationship piece, that is exactly what you need God for. And what what struck me in the amalgamation of everything was the something else to this existence because when i was often doing my own thing and 
in the occult and all of those kinds of things, I was exposed to this idea that um, there are, in fact, things that go bump in the night. There is evil. And you look hard enough, oh, you're going to find it. Oh, dude's getting weird. The millennial's getting weird. I understand. I understand. This is weird for a lot of people that are that 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 are taught this in a very specific sense but but ask yourselves a question why is it that so many other parts of the world can so very easily find this part of the conversation palatable and it's more of the western mindset that doesn't find this palatable so when I came to Christ, I needed to reconcile the things that I saw, the things that I experienced while I was off doing my own thing and I was off doing this occult stuff and I was off doing these different things. I, I needed to reconcile all of that and how that works with free will and all of those kinds of things. And the Bible is pretty clear, guys. We have the ability to accept or to reject God. We have the ability to accept or reject God's best for us. And God's best for us looks like no man shall perish. God's best for us looks like he is for us. He is with us. He is rooting for us us guys i don't know who needs to hear this right now but i'm gonna go ahead and say this the almighty the alpha and the omega this god that we show respect to and worship to and fear of and all of those kinds of things right this this great other that we look to for guidance for salvation all of these things that god Yahweh loves you back once personal intimate relationship with you all the same now you've heard it said that either way you get either judge or friend and yeah there's a reality to it that that this is that this is life and death. But that doesn't mean hellfire and brimstone. That doesn't mean if you mess up that God is waiting to throw the book at you. But we can reject him. And there is a reality to spreading the gospel, preaching the gospel. And that's exactly what we're talking about here. It doesn't matter if you're in your 20s and it's you and friends and maybe a couple of family members. It doesn't matter if you're in your 50s and you've got kids that are starting to grow and starting to hit those teenage years or older or whatever. It doesn't matter if you are in the fourth quarter of your life and you've got grandkids or more or whatever or it, it, is, it doesn't matter the specific context of it all. We have this same responsibility. And it looks exactly the same. The context might look different, but the responsibility looks the same. I'm going to quote Dallas Willard here. When Jesus directs us to pray, thy kingdom come, he doesn't mean we should pray for it to come into existence. Rather, we pray for it to take over at all points in the personal, social, and political order where it is now excluded. So when we look at the reality of the world, we to, to exclude the supernatural also limits God. To exclude the supernatural also excludes the miraculous and this rich experiential life that we have here and now, the kingdom here and now. And that kind of bleeds into the second part 
of what I'm talking about, of what the questions that came up. And the, the, the next question that came up after the supernatural bit ties into the kingdom. What is this thing of the kingdom that I keep mentioning? What does it mean? Does it just mean being good here on this planet so that way you can be an, uh, a representation of Christ so that people may see good stuff? That's um, kind of, kind of. All right, show of hands. Who has experienced a moment where it's kingdom people speaking kingdom? It's God's people coming together and living this thing out. And there's there's this there's there's this palpable experience that happens. You can you can feel it, right? There's almost like an electricity in the air that takes place where you can, you you can't quite put your finger on it, but you know, you know, something's happening. There is something going on. I've experienced that. And I, and, and I think many of us have. And a lot of times that gets chalked up to good feelings. And yeah, there is a measure of, okay, we need to remember that we can have this powerful music moment and worship moment and all of that kind of stuff. And, and that it can feel good and all of that in the moment. And that's something in and of itself to be aware of and to be weary of. However... We can't completely discredit everything just because one aspect of it is something to keep an eye on. And so, you know, we have these moments of palpable um, experience when kingdom people get together and do kingdom, right? And that that's something that we need to be aware of there's a movement of the spirit that's taking place in those kinds of moments that's not a turn of phrase right that's not a colloquialism at least not in this context at least not here that's not how i'm using it i really mean that in those moments holy spirit that indwells those who have been counted as gods people who have been indwelt that are new creations there's this movement of the spirit now on that opposite side you have the supernatural you have the evil you have the enemy and so this question of is it free will or is it the enemy? That's not an either-or sort of situation. That's a yes-and sort of situation. And the same deal with the, the kingdom. When you start talking about the kingdom, when you start talking about the God side of all of this, you need to also square that circle of this choice of free will and all of that and the divine in the movements of the spirit that take place. I described the kingdom last week as the point where God's authority is the highest authority. And like I said last week, that's something that gets real muddy for a lot of people because they've heard these words like authority. These they've heard you've heard words like rules and commandments and this this whole idea kind of baked into an idea of legalism and that's where a lot of that hellfire and brimstone stuff comes from when we talk about this being life and death when we talk about the necessity to preach the gospel that has found its way of becoming part of a larger narrative of hellfire and brimstone because this kind of approach gets taken with God's authority as God is the taskmaster and we are his teachers that are going out to spread his rules. But 
there's this reality to life, guys, that as we go into these different aspects of our lives, we are presented with opportunities to take upon these situations as ourselves. Let me give you a very tangible example. About a month or two ago, um, something happened in my life. And um, I had somebody close to me get out of pocket. Now, <laughs> I for those of you that are unfamiliar with that colloquialism um, or, or on point or any of those kinds of things, when I say out of pocket or off piece, um, they, I had somebody do me wrong. I had somebody um, have a very human moment with me and I struggled with that. And for the last month or two, I have carried that around with me. And I, I have not, I, I've struggled with forgiving them. And I stepped back and realized that that, that decision to, to not forgive was weighing me down. Now, mind you, the world will say, yeah, they did you wrong. That's fine. Don't, you know, push them away. You don't need that negativity in your life, right? You don't need that nonsense in your life. And yeah, it was 100% my choice to forgive or not to forgive. It was 100% my choice to hold back from letting go of the baggage of the anger and all of those kinds of things. And in that moment, if I strike out in anger, then it feels good for a moment. But every single time that I do that, I hold on to that anger and that hatred and that vitriol. I hold on to that negativity. And that acts as stones that are weighing me down. And and it separates me from the freedom of being able to let go of the burdens of this life and walk with God. Now, to go back to what we talked about last week, I cannot negotiate out of the fact that this life is difficult. I said it last week. I'll say it again. I wish I could. If I could, I absolutely would. I would take that away from people if I could, but I can't. This life is difficult. So when we choose to lay our burdens down and walk with God, that does not mean that we are immune to the situations of this life. But it means that we get to, as we talked about last week, we get to live out Isaiah 26.3. We get to have perfect peace because ultimately... We know that this world, people are going to people, this world is going to world. All the, we cannot be surprised about when this world gets nuts. But we get to have this, this supernatural peace that supersedes all of that when we lean into him. And part of that, part of that, the rule and reign of God is to love God and love others. Even if they disagree with you, even if they stand against you. Peter asked Jesus, how many times should we forgive? And, and Jesus says, 70 times 7. Now, mind you, that's not the exact number. That is saying, yeah, just forgive. Just, just, just forgive. You know, yeah, there's nuance to it all when when it comes to, you know, do you separate yourself from that relationship? 
all of those kinds of things, yeah, there's there's nuance to that layer of it. But even as far as, you know, let's say it's a situation where it's a toxic relationship and you need to separate yourself from that person. That you need to kind of walk your own direction, right? Let me talk to the international contingent of the BWC. Maybe for you guys, at a human level, this is life or death. And for those of you that are stateside, guys, um, pray for our international contingent because there are doings going on around the world. There are things going on in other parts of the country and some of our brothers and sisters are in actual physical danger for preaching the gospel. They are preaching the gospel in unfriendly lands. And they, they need our prayers. So pray. Pray for them. Keep them close in your prayers. And for you guys, this is life and death. And you do need to be aware of the people that you are staying in relationship with. And this takes on a different coat of paint. But... That all remains the same. This whole idea of forgiveness still remains the same. Loving still remains the same. Even if you have to keep yourself separate from that person. Even if that person is a danger to you. We trust in God. And so, when we love we are coming under the rule and reign of God. When we love God and love others, we are living out those marching orders. And so when we lead with love and grace and mercy, when we have these interactions, then we are executing God's authority. And when we do that, the seeds of the kingdom get get spread throughout the th th throughout the people, right? We aren't the ones that create the increase. God creates the increase. All we can do is spread the seeds. Some may water, but ultimately God provides the increase. And so that love piece, that looks mightily different for different people. I want to turn to Matthew 13, 31. He put another parable before them, saying, The kingdom of heaven is like a grain of mustard seed that a man took and sowed in his field. It is the smallest of all seeds, but when it has grown it is larger than all the garden plants and becomes a tree so that the birds of the air come and make nests in its branches. He told them another parable. The kingdom of heaven is like a leaven that a woman took and hid in three measures of flour till it is all leaven. Okay. For those of you that don't bake... Um, a leavening agent is the thing that rises, um, that makes the, the, the baked good rise. Um, it is a culture that you put into food that when you mix it all together, that leavening agent mixes together with the flour and the other ingredients and such. And that's what makes bread rise or baked goods rise. And what this is saying is... The kingdom of heaven, it's, it's, it's small in stature, but huge in impact. And when we do that, we spread this leavening agent throughout this life, throughout people's lives. And 
the more that we do this, the more that we are spreading this leavening agent among the people. This is this is affecting lives. We might not see it in a tangible sense, but we don't know what's happening from that point. And the more that we do that, the more that God's proper representation is shown. So I'm, I'm a huge nerd for, for data, right? Uh, that's part of why I knew pretty early on that um, we have a very strong showing from our international friends. And one thing that I'm noticing as a byproduct of all of the live stream stuff that we've been doing over at Facebook, um, all of that kind of stuff, we the a big thing that I've noticed is that there are more of you joining that are women that are of a stage in life where you have children, which is awesome because for the first oh i don't know year and a half of the life of buddy walk it was predominantly men um it was a show by men for men when it was just edgar and i but that's changing and that is wonderful but the reality is that there are more of you joining that are of the age to um have children and things like that and that is a, one of the examples of this that I absolutely want to draw attention to is that when you love on, on these kids, you are affecting change and you are spreading that love for them to go out and to learn how to love other people and things like that right and that might seem like an easy thing because that's your kid but there's a reality to expressing love for individuals even when they don't deserve it your kids you get angry at them sometimes but you still show them love and so that's a very tangible very um, easy to reach example of what it is that we're talking about here. And so to go back to the whole stance thing, when we show people love, we are acting in God's authority. When you show your kids love, you are acting in God's authority. The Bible is pretty specific about what it is that you are called to do as a parent. And when you do that, you are coming under the authority of God. You are expressing the kingdom of God in a present sense, and the kids are getting a chance to experience the kingdom of God. And beautiful things happen. Supernatural things happen when we do that. That's that, palpa that palpability in all of this that is experienced. And that's what, we're, that's what I'm getting at when I talk about the kingdom. Guys, when we talk about the gospel, we talk about death, burial, and resurrection. And yes, the gospel, the good news of the kingdom of God is that. But from that point, that conversation can extend up beyond death, burial, and resurrection when we understand that that's the base minimum. When we understand the whole idea behind salvation, that it is not of us, and maybe maybe that is exactly the issue. Maybe that is part of the distortion point of all of this, that that hasn't been taught effectively or appropriately. But when we understand the rules of engagement, then from that point, we can go out and go and be and do and explore and taste and see that the Lord is good. And that, that's beauty. There's a beauty in that in being able to go out and experience this life and have opinions and do these things but all within the context of God's authority being the highest authority. All within the context of love God 
and love others. Guys, that's called a, a Christocentric point of view. When we view people as image bearers of God, that is a Christocentric point of view. And when we can explore these hot button issues, or we can explore these stances, or we can explore these quote unquote division points through the lens of a Christocentric point of view, then suddenly we get we, we can see things as they actually are. And that changes the entire paradigm. That opens our eyes to the fact that we are pushing back against the darkness. Guys, it is our job as Christians to push back against the darkness. And that, that's where on both sides of this, that supernatural component has to be considered. There's, we talked about the couple of different points that are involved in this cocktail. On one hand, you have the evil and principalities and all of those kinds of things. And that wants to keep us divided and confused. That wants to keep us more focused on the self and less focused on God. Guys, if the, if, if the theology that you have been taught, if the practice that you have been taught is more about you and not about the corporate, then um, there's an issue. Just like if... It's more about the here and now and trying to raise the social causes and trying to legislate everything appropriately and more about the legalities of it all and following the rules and all of that and less about loving on people. Okay, again, we're off from center. But either way... If we hate or if we love, it does not change the fact that we are in the midst of a spiritual war. I go back to Star Wars. If Luke would have struck down Vader and would have struck down the Emperor, he would have given in to hate. And hate, anger leads to hate. And hate leads to the dark side of the Force. But... He chose not to. And, and when we navigate this life, we have these choices. We need to understand that we're not going to see eye to eye with every single person, nor do we need to. Nor do I think the Bible calls for that. But ultimately... As we navigate through all of these things, we have these opportunities to either listen to that voice that says, strike them down. Do it. They deserve it. They believe something that's wrong. So you need to put them in your place in their place. Or we can love. And if we love, we push back against the darkness. If we lead with love, we can push back against the darkness. And so I use that analogy to, to tell you guys, you know, this, this, whole, this whole kingdom thing, it unfortunately flies in the face of, what, of a lot of what is taught with, with heaven just being the, the, the kingdom not yet come. And that's part of it. But the present tense kingdom, that is here and now. That relationship with God is active and participatory and here and now and divine and supernatural and beautiful. And, and that, that kingdom, when we do that, when we spread that, that that is that is a beautiful thing. So so no, we we absolutely God does not want us to be robots. God does not want us to not have personalities or opinions or different things like that. That's not wrong to have an opinion. But 
if your opinion and your stance is the most important thing in the equation, if when preaching the gospel, you are more about turn and burn and less about Jesus, then, then that means that more of you is baked into it and less of God. And I learned that through hurting people, guys. I'm just being honest. I I have hurt people before because I was hurt. We talked about that last week. I was a jerk because I was treated like a jerk. I felt like I needed to show other people the same kind of treatment that I was shown. And, and unfortunately, a lot of times that is a subconscious thing that's not at the surface level and so when we sort out all of this when we sort out the the love aspect of it in the free will aspect of it in the choice of it in the 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 stance of it in all of these different spider web things all of these different things guys it's all connected guys it all it all comes back to god if we, if we seek to do this appropriately, then we need to understand that God is for us. God loves us. God wants the best for us. And God wants us to be holy and set apart. And part of that being holy and set apart is doing the things that are, that are, that are counter- to the world and to the self. The self justifies a lot of stuff that is ultimately bad for us. I can come through with my righteous indignation and strike somebody down. And Lord knows in 2020, I did. If you want a small taste of that, go back and listen to 2020's episodes. And, and not a lot of Christian podcasters are going to be out here painting themselves in kind of a negative light with some of their past materials. But this is authenticity. This is what authenticity looks like. Learn from my mistakes and turn to God. Pick up your Bible and understand that as we do these things, understand that as we push forward the kingdom, that it spreads and rises everything that it touches that God's power is baked into all of this and I watched and I experienced how God's power God's divine nature can help a person become more and change and grow that that is divine beauty. But it all comes back to God. And you know what? Sometimes, I'm just going to be honest, we're going to love on people and they're not going to love us back. And that's okay. We can't love with the expectation of lo getting love back. We can't care for people with an expectation of getting cared for back. Yeah, we can love family, we can love friends, and we can know that they will love us back. And that is a beautiful thing. But what is it? The Bible literally says, what is it that you're going to... Okay, so you, love, so you love people who love you. Okay. Love people who don't love you. Love the people that you don't think deserve it. Then you're on to something. That is counter to the world. And you may not have this divine revelation moment with that person that says, Oh, man. Suddenly, my eyes are open to everything of God, but I have seen firsthand what it looks like when when somebody when one person comes with their stance and their their opinion and their hard line and their raw and the other person comes with love and the impact of that. One of one of my favorite relationships that I have in my life is this dude that we started out as the archetype for what each other what each other sees as the problem right 
He was the, the hyper-legalist that, that I couldn't stand, that, that was the problem in all of this. And I was the free grace guy that was soft and squishy. But now, through, through a lot of hard times, through a lot of back and forth, and we haven't always done it right, and it hasn't always looked pretty. Now, we are each other's Jonathan to the other one's David. We are brothers. We might not always agree. We might not always stand on the same side of certain issues. But ultimately, we can count on one another as a brother. Because we have a connection in the Spirit. That in our, in Holy Spirit that indwells us in our very most being, we are connected. Now, will every single relationship that you do this with result in that? No, but friends, that is the power of the kingdom of God. And when we go out there, we affect real change. Real change is not standing on your soapbox. Real change is not railing. It is loving. So yeah, we have the choice to do this, but it's the freedom of choice. It's the freedom to be able to not get, give into the baggage of this world and to take on all of this. I'm gonna be my own moral savior and all of that kind of stuff. That's not freedom. But we have the freedom to be able to follow the rules of God to do what is ultimately best for us. Again, taste and see that the Lord is good. And that's more than just the, the, the choice to do. It's more than just doing good. That is divine. That is supernatural. That is allowing Holy Spirit to guide your steps to be led by Christ and to be guided by the Holy Spirit. So I really hope that clarified some things for everybody. I really hope that this was that this helped with trying to clear up some of what I was saying last week because the reality is guys, I'm, I'm I'll be the first one to admit this is this is nuanced. And if this is something that you haven't been exposed to previously, then this can sound like a foreign language. This can sound like, what? What is this, uh, this guy on about talking about the kingdom? If all you've ever heard is the kingdom of God is heaven, that is the kingdom not yet to come. Please do not misunderstand me. I do not, I am not in any way, shape, or form saying, oh, I think heaven isn't real, or oh, I think this world is heaven, or any of that kind of stuff. Because some people, all they all they think of is me saying that 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 there is a kingdom now, and all they can think of is heaven, and so they think, oh, so he must be saying that heaven is now. No, 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 no. I'm saying that God does not leave us to our own devices and is just waiting for us in heaven. That we get to walk with him now because we are indwelt with Holy Spirit. Look at the Old Testament. There was, there was a rule, there were rules and procedures to coming within the presence of God. That only certain people could come within the, the innermost places. That only the mediators could do that. And that man needed a mediator with God. We don't need that anymore. Jesus changed all of that. And when we talk about the Holy Spirit, when we talk about being guided and indwelt by Holy Spirit, guys, that is part of the triune God. And shout out to my boys over at the Misfits. They just did an episode on what the Trinity is. As best as you can explain it. There's, there's trying to explain the complexities of the, um, of the Trinity is kind of like trying to d distill down 
theoretical quantum physics into basic math. It, it 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 doesn't it doesn't you can't fully do it, but we can explore some aspects of it in certain and to a certain level because God has not held back from showing us His character, and that's part of what the sanctification part process is: is our character coming into God's character, Christ being formed in us day after day after day after day and part of that is that supernatural indwelling of holy spirit so we we do the academic we do the stance we do we 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 can have opinions we can have things that we stand up for i know a couple of people in my life that are that that they they are either about green energy or they are about um inner city work or or what have you and those are all beautiful things but that it all stems from a relationship with god and that being base minimum that being home base so i hope you guys understand that as i'm unpacking all of this spider web that I am all, that all roads are pointing back to God. So do not hesitate to reach out. Joe at buddywalkwithjesus.com. Email me. Hit me up on Facebook. We've got the page. We've got you you can you can message me. Some of you guys have messaged me there. Some of you guys have emailed your questions. Seriously, ask the questions. Because, like I said, some of this stuff might be foreign language. But we need to talk about it. There's a lot of opinions about what this world needs. But what this world needs is God. What this world needs are kingdom citizens speaking kingdom and doing kingdom. Pushing forward God's rule and reign. BWC, I love you all. That's why I share these things. And I hope that God's position and words are what gets conveyed through all of this, that you can walk away from this with a better understanding of God's character and who God is. I love you all. I am praying for you. I am rooting for you. God is rooting for you. Catch you next week.